Siyata Dishmai, we're back to the Parsha Shurim Be'ezah Hashem, Parsha Snoyach. I want to discuss a very small, but very, very important fundamental yesoid in discussing the Parsha in general, and in our limit of the Torah, our limit of the Parsha, and I think this is something which is very, very important for all of our lives. The Torah begins when it discusses the inyonim of after the Mabble, after Noyach comes out of the Teva, and he sees what happened to the world, he sees what destruction was caused. And the Rabbani Shalom is telling him exactly what the Seydah Dvarim is, everything that's going to happen, everything that's going to be okay, he should start rebuilding the world after all the destruction that was there. And the Torah says a very, very interesting thing. And this is again, this is as he left the Teva, everybody came out and all the animals came out one of the first things that Noach did is he built Mizbeach to the Rabbani Shalom to offer Korbonus Rabbani Shalom says a very interesting thing the Posuk says in Posuk Chobbeis Posuk says it begins in Chobalof V'yorach Hashem Esreach Nichorach V'yorach Hashem Eliboy don't worry, this is it. This is the last time this is going to happen. No longer will the world be destroyed because of people's actions. And it was there from the beginning. And the Rabboni put it there. And it's there to test us. And it's there to give us reward. Every person has a Yitzhahara. So Mimela, what's going to happen in future generations and everything that's happened from then until now, is quote-unquote somewhat excusable because we have a Yetzirah. But of course, obviously, we have to try to overpower the Yetzirah. But Yosef Oid Lahakis says, Kol Chai Kasher Asisi says, the Rabbi Nishlam, no longer will such a thing ever happen. There'll never be a Metzius of a Mabal ever again. And then we have a very interesting Pasuk. Oid Kol Yemei Haaretz Zerah V'Kotzi V'Kor V'Choim V'Kayetz V'Choyref Everything's going to go seasonal there's going to be the summer, there's going to be the winter, there's going to be the heat, there's going to be the cold. The yoim velayla lo yishboisu. The yoim velayla lo yishboisu. Never will the day and the night ever cease, ever stop. Which, by the way, in apprentices, we have to understand the Lashon Aposuk, how it starts with the day before the night, when normally halachic day starts from the night before the day. So many, many different mafarshim on this, exactly what that means, maybe before Harsinai, before Kabbalah Satura, the day actually started from the day, not the night as we have it nowadays, but that's not for now. What's very interesting is I want to mention to you something which was mentioned a, by one of the Rosh Hashivas of Slobodka, by, a, by the Shiv, by the Levaya of Rabbi Yosef Lis. And he said the following incredible idea. And I think it's an idea that we can implement in our own lives and something that we have to understand. And I believe if we live with this idea, it will help us for many, many of our life's challenges that come our way. By the Hesper, one of the Rosh Hashivas of Slobodka got up. And he says, you know what happened when the Meir Yeshiva got to Shanghai? We all know famously, the Meir Yeshiva escaped to go to Shanghai and they spent a number of, number of years, a little bit of time over there until they came to Eretz but they spent time in Shanghai. Now when they got to Shanghai, there was a problem. What was the problem? The problem was the date. 
Right, there's certain places in the world that it's not possible to know exactly the sun, the moon, the, the sunset, and the, the moon. You know, it's, 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 it's very, very hard. So Yosef Liss went around to all the Bachman, and he started to say, what do we do? What, what do we do? Do we do it like this? Do we do it like this? When do we keep Shabbos? What about Shkir? What about Nacht? How does it work over here? The timeline, it's all different shailas. And the Roshiva Slobodka said, well, what's the Pshat? Why is he going around asking everyone, making it into such an ASIC to ask every single Bokhah his Mahalak, what he thought, how to do various things? And he explained as follows. He explained that, you know, sometimes in, in, in our lives we have a Shaila. We have a Shaila in Hochas Shabbos, we have a Shaila in Hochas Bokhahs, we have a Shaila in many, many things. What do you do? You turn to the Shulchanach. Who's Kaveya? What do we do on Shabbos? Is this Baira or is this not Baira? Is this, this bracha, is it that? What's koveya? The shulchan aruch is koveya. That we all know, right? It's a basic thing of Yiddishkeit. If we don't know what to do, you open up a shulchan aruch, you open up a mishtabura, you open up a halacha, say if you figure it out. What about the day and the night? What about something natural? What about the day, the night? You know, is it the day or is it the night? Is it shkia? Is it nacht yet? Where, how does that work? Oh, very simple. Go outside, go check it out. If there's three stars, then you know it's night. If it's light outside, then you know it's nights. Go figure it out. What well, Yosef Lis was teaching of all Yosef. He was teaching, the Yosef he was teaching was, the Metzias is not Kuvea. You know what's Kuvea? The Torah is Kuvea. And that's what this Pasuk is teaching us. The means that the Torah is being Kuvea. There'll be a day, there'll be a night. Yes, you may look outside and see darkness, but that's not Kuvea. What's Kuvea is the Torah. The Torah is what's being Kuvea, not what you think is the Metzias outside. And he brought B'Shem the Chovetz Chaim. That the Chovetz Chaim went over to a fellow and said, tell me something, is the sun going to shine tomorrow? The guy's like, yeah. The Chovetz Chaim said, how do you know? He said, well, yesterday it did, and the day before it did, so probably tomorrow it will. And the Chovetz Chaim said, you're making a mistake. The reason why the sun is going to shine tomorrow is because of this Pasuk and this week's parasha. Because the Torah was Kuvea that it should continue. That is what's Kuvea in our lives. Says the Rashid of Slabotka, in our lives, it's not what we necessarily perceive to be the truth is the truth. It's what the Torah perceives. It's what the Torah is Kuvea. I want to give you an incredible example. There's a Pasuk in Bereshis, which we're all familiar with by Yehi'ar. There was light. Listen to this, Rabbi said. It's astounding. Chazal's understanding of light, scientifically, is found in Chazal. There's a Gemara in Baba Basra, Peidalet, where the Gemara says like this, what happens, asks the Gemara, if a person takes a Shavuah, he makes an oath, that he will not have any Hana from the color red. What does he do? He makes a, makes a Shavuah and make an oath, I am forbidding any Hana, any benefit from the color red. What do we do? Says the Gemara, obviously he cannot have any personal benefit from the color red. And he also is not allowed to use the sunlight. That's what the Gemara says. Where does the sunlight and the color red have any connection whatsoever? So Chazal explained that there is a red light that is contained within the sunlight. And it can only be perceived either by Nates or by Shkia. Because it's not easily reflected by the moon. And this is what the Gemara explains. Chazal Rabbi Isai, thousands of years ago, explained that the color red comes from the sun. Therefore, if you make a Shavuah not 
to get any anor from red, you cannot have anor from the sunlight. The ancient people in those days believed otherwise. They believed that white light was pure. Color was basically the inherent property of an object, just as its shape and its mass. Rabbi is saying 1665. In the year 1665 to 1666, there was a human being by the name of Sir Isaac Newton. And he experimented with light and with prisms. And he discovered that white light is formed from a spectrum of colors, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. Red light, Newton observed, was the most concentrated and the hardest one to be bent by a prism. And today, it's understood clearly based on what he understood and what he brought down, that the color of the sky is dependent on the color of the light being reflected or filtered by the dust particles of the atmosphere. And the sky appears red at dusk and at dawn because the sunlight strikes the atmosphere at a very acute angle and the red light is reflected, overcoming what Newton described as its strong nature. Something that the scientists came along and said, we've just discovered, the Torah discovered many, many years before. Because the Torah is Koveya, everything. Not only Halacha, but everything to see us in our lives. A Yid came to the Chavetz Chaim, and he said, Rebbe, I have Sveikas in Amunah. I don't know if I really believe in this God, in this business of Yiddishkeit. Ah, I've got Sveikas, what do I do? So the Chavetz Chaim said, I want to show you something. And he points to a place, I don't know where it was in Radin exactly, but there was obviously a place over there, there was a public school for Goyish, for Goyish children to go. And he said, look at these children. As they arrive in the morning, very intense, very serious, they've got their pens in their hands, their notebooks, their little school bags, they're ready to go to school. When they come out of school, how do they look? How do they look when they come out of school? Whew, like they're about to kill someone. They're coming out of there, bursting out of the gates, running out of there, as it... So he said the Chobetz Chaim, so what did their studying do for them? He said the Chobetz Chaim, take a yid, take a yid, sit him down with the Gemara, sit him down with the Chomish, with the Mishnayis, with the Shulchan Aruch. Let him learn for an hour or two. He's not going to be the same person. Because the Torah changes the person. There was a Rav in the Midwest who convinced, he had a very wealthy shul, he convinced some of his very wealthy members of the shul to join a Gemara share. Very unusual for these people. These were highly intelligent, highly successful, very big businessmen, but he said, no, we're going to make a Gemara share. Every night we're going to do it. And he joined. A while later, he received a call from a man who identified himself as the leader of the Jewish Federation. And he asked for an appointment with the Rav, and the Rav said, sure. The man who was not an observant Jew laid out his credentials. He said, I own a company that manufactures fans. Not just fans, like people have in the, you know, next to the bed, you've got a fan. He said, not those fans. The fans that I own, he said, the smallest fan that I sell is the size of a building and they normally put it in places like the Lincoln Tunnel. Those are the fans that I sell. He said, there are only other 10 companies in the world that supply this product. His net worth, net worth was within the billions. And the Rav said, okay, what, what are you doing here? What do you want from me? He said, I'll tell you why. I'm acquainted with many of the businessmen that you're studying with. And I see that they're changed people. These people are different people. These are not the same people that I'm used to doing business with. They've replaced the stress of their life with happiness, with fulfillment. 
And he said, the Torah that you're learning with them is changing them. I want a piece of that. Torah has everything inside it. We often look around and we look at different things that will give us pleasure. Different things that will give us satisfaction. But we're missing the boat. We miss the point that the Torah is Kaveya. Everything, everything is within the Torah. Everything is here. It's an incredible thing. The Chazanish said, listen to this. We know there's a halacha of a tefach. A tefach means, which is not clearly written in the Torah how much it is, we go according to each person. That's what a tefach is. Every rob has to measure his own tefach. Said the Chazanish like this. There's a halacha in Shulchan called the nefula. Nefula means if you take a young chick, a young animal, and you drop it on the floor, it's a sophic trait. You're not sure if it's kosher or if it's not kosher. What do you do? You make it walk for Amas, and if it works, then you know it's kosher. Said it. How, what, what's the distance, what's the height of the fall that makes it a problematic? Tent for him. Said the Chazadish, what would be like this? Two people own a little farm, and they've all got little chickens. And these chickens fall from a height. Okay? Each one goes to his rabbi and says, Rabbi, what do I do? So one, the first one goes to his rabbi. The rabbi's got huge fists. So he comes and starts measuring it. One, two, three, four, five. Nine and a half. Huge hands, right? Nine and a half. Say the gomo. It's 100% kosher. Nothing to worry about. The other rov, who the other guy from the other farm goes to, has also got a hand, but his hand is a lot smaller. It's a much smaller hand. So when he measures it, he comes to ten and a half. So when he comes to ten and a half, he said, it's trafe. Sorry, it's trafe. Said the chazanish, don't think it's like a cute thing. Oh, you measure like this, you measure like this. Said the chazanish, the mitzias is... That the one, the chickens that belong to the rove, or the rove paskind, that is trade because of his hand, they will die within a year. Because the Metzias is kuveya by the Torah. So much so, a yid came to the Chazanish. He said, Rebbe, what do I do? I live in Eretz Yisrael. I got a contracted a terrible illness. And the doctors tell me that if I stay in Eretz Yisrael with the medical care over here, it's not going to work. I need to go to Chutzlaretz. Because in Chutzlaris they have various doctors and procedures that are going to make it work and I'll be able to live. What do I do? I don't want to live out to strong. Chazanish said, tell me, about the, tell me about your issue, tell me about the medical, whatever the problem is. He told him. Chazanish, who didn't know anything right from a Goyesh book, never read a biology, a science, mathematician, or doctor book in his life, he just learned Torah, said, you have to stay in out to Everybody, All the doctors say I have to go. Listen to the Russian of the Chazanish. Unbelievable. Said the Chazanish, your situation is a mefurusha machloikis in Yeridea between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah. The Shulchan Aruch, who lived in Eretz Yisrael, paskind that your case is kosher. It's Beseda. The Ramah that lived in Chutzlaretz, paskind that your case is treif. If you go to Chutzlaretz, you won't live. If you stay here with Paskin like the Shulchan Aruch, the Mele you're going to live. The Chazanish understood that our entire lives depend on the Torah. The Mitzis of our lives, not just when you have a Shaila Nukha Shabbos, okay, then we'll follow the Torah. But even in situations and things that we don't even think have Shaikhas to the Torah, they're in the Torah. The Ulmagoyim famously said that everything that happened in the world from the beginning of time until the end of time is in Sefer Beratius, and most of it you can be Maramas in the word Beratius, right before Bora. Everything. Everything's in the Torah. The problem is, often we think, okay, no, again, for the halachas, of course, I go to my rod, right? I go to my rabbi, I'll ask him the shayla, what do I do? 
But when I've got a shayla that's not halachic, so I'll figure it out. I remember my shiva of Shem Bezatzal saying so many times, so many times he said this. He said it bothers him. People come running to Rebbe, Rebbe, what do I do with the spoon? Oh, the spoon. The spoon. It's Eina Ben Yoimai. And it went into the chicken soup. I don't know if there was shishim or there wasn't shishim. What do I do? I said, how much was the spoon? 20 agarot. I'll buy you a new spoon. For this you spend two hours with the Hakira. What do we do with the spoon? But when you have a shayla about going back to Chutzlaretz, or about mechenech of your children, or about a business deal, or whatever it is. No, that's not Torah. That is all day. I'll decide by myself. Everything's in the Torah. Everything's in the Torah, and everything's in our G'doylim and Das Torah who explain to us what the Torah wants from us. That's what it means. What, what, what Rav Yosef Liss was telling us is, not just that which is written in Shulchan Aruch tells us what to do, but the Torah gives us the metzis of our lives. The Torah gives us the, the, the whole essence of our lives. Let me just end with this. Somebody told me, they were in Switzerland, and they were skiing, and there they were at the top of the mountain, Top of the world, top of the mountains, geschmack, right? Geschmack, the, the whole view. I don't know, I don't ski, but that's what they say the view and the whole situation with the suit and the poles and whatever it's called. And there he was. He was going down the mountain. The clouds were really thick, very, very, very thick. He could barely see the skis in front of his eyes. It was, his mom, it was thick, thick clouds, he couldn't see anything. He didn't know what to do. The instructor came over to him, touched him on the arm, and said, I want to tell you something. I've been down these slopes every day for the last 25 years. I know, it. I know them like the back of my hand or even better than that. Just trust me. He said, oh, are you sure? There could be an edge of a cliff in front of you, but I'm going to trust. When a person realizes in what he's putting his trust, when a person realizes that the Torah isn't only to tell us what's mutter and osir on Shabbos, or what's mutter and osir in Beridea, but it's to give us direction for life, and our gedolim, our rabbonim, our das Torah help us with that, then you have a different life. And that's what the parish is telling us. Not just what's in Shulchan Aruch, yoim v'layla, even something that seems so simple, so easy. Put your trust in the Torah. Everything in your life is guided by this Torah. Everything is inside this Torah. Everything can be done. And when you do that, the Rabbani Shulolim, who created the world, created an instruction manual. An instruction manual says, for best usage of the world, use this way. So yes, many of the mitzvahs, many of the halachas, maybe we don't understand, maybe they're difficult for us. What, Saifsman, Krishna? You think the Rabbani Shalom really cares if I say Krishna before this man or after this man? Come on, what's the difference? No, the Rabbani Shalom made the Torah. And then the Torah says, this is how to use the world. The Rabbani Shalom looked at the Torah and created the world. That means whatever's in the Torah is for us to use this world and have a successful life in this world. We should have for our trust in the Torah and have a successful life in the Torah.